when I found out the diagnosis, I really wasn't shocked and I was kind of relieved because now I have answers and now I have an explanation for why my brain works the way it does. And then me telling people my brain just works differently. I have the science to back that up now. It is literally wired differently than most people's brains are. And so now I'm on this whole discovery path of like, okay, now I have the diagnosis because I just found this out last month. Now that I know this, how do I use these new tools and how do I actually learn how my brain works so that I can actually benefit myself and my company? You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am your solo podcast host today as Jilly P is somewhere in Mexico sipping on pina coladas. So um, this is the first time I'll be hosting an episode by my lonesome, which I'm definitely not alone because I have literally one of my favorite people across the screen from me. And this person came into my life by way of, drumroll please, you guessed it, masterminds. (laughs) Everyone comes in by way of masterminds. Everyone comes in by way of building up a supportive and positive community. So if you haven't learned anything from listening to our podcast thus far, the one thing we want you to take away is get in a room full of people who love to support other people because A1 Miss Jessica Bargainquast is literally the definition of a girl gang member. She looks out for absolutely everyone, promotes everyone's stuff, and has a business literally called Lady Changemakers. So, Jessica, Jess, my dear, my lovely, welcome to What's the Lesson. We, Jill and I, even though she's not here, are so excited to have you on and share a little bit more about your story. So how are you today? Oh my gosh, what an introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today and a little nervous because I don't usually talk about myself that in depth. So this this is going to be a fun conversation, a little different for me. Well, a little fun fact. The last time we were together, you said you'd been on quite a few podcasts and you talked about something different every time. So realistically, I was just trying to continue to have you talk about something different because it gets, you know, it could get monotonous talking about the same thing over and over. Oh, yes, this is perfect. I'm excited. Let's do it. So let's get the basics out of the way. Um, I met you through the Powerhouse Women Mastermind where you are and were currently working on your business called Lady Changemakers, but you also still have a full-time job, right? So yep. you're you're doing lots of things. Doing all the things. 
technically we first met at Powerhouse 2019 when I stopped you and told you I loved your tutu. So <laughs> I know you don't remember that, but that is the first time I got, I understood who Mary was. Oh, the tool skirt. I had a vision and the vision came to life. And I apologize for not recalling you stopping me because I mean, it was epic. Everyone probably stopped everyone me stopped me that day. Um, <laughs> Lindsay calls that like her birthday wrapped in glitter, dipped in Christmas all in one. And I feel like that's a very similar feeling for me for that day because I really just get to be truly me and who I am and the outfit choices are just the bonus. So for those of you listening um, that don't know, maybe I'll link something in the show notes that's a picture to the big, huge pink tulle skirt that I wore because I emceed the event that that day or that year. Um, so we officially met in 2019, but we got to know one another a little bit more during the 2020 as well as the 2021 Powerhouse Women Mastermind. So will you tell me a little bit about Lady Changemakers and why you wanted to start a company based on really being a champion for other women. Yeah. Um, so Lady Changemakers, um, I call it now the Amazon for women. So it's a marketplace that you can go to ladychangemakers.com and you can shop women-owned. We also have a directory that has over well over 700 businesses in it that you can actually find women-owned businesses from across the nation. We even have international women that are in there as well. So you can find support and shop women owned right from our website. And I really created it. It's just been a long time coming. I've always wanted to support women owned. Um, when I initially created an advertising agency a few years ago, and that ended up being a failed business, but I really wanted that business to focus on supporting women owned businesses and helping them to be seen and heard. Cause I saw a lack for that for small women owned businesses. So that was always in the back of my mind after that business failed. And so it was a long time coming. And I finally came up with this directory for women-owned businesses that I wanted to create and really created it for myself because I wanted to be able to go out into my community, easily pull up an app and find a women-owned business to support. And that was in about um, mid-2019. And then the pandemic hits, everything closes down and Really, the local aspect was no longer the primary goal for Lady Changemakers. Now we needed to create visibility for women across the nation. So being able to go out into your local community and find that women-owned business wasn't as important as creating visibility online for women-owned businesses so they could keep their businesses running. So our platform quickly pivoted into a more online focus. We focus on search engine optimization. So just making sure your business is being able to be seen through Google searches is really our bread and butter and what we do. That's amazing. Can I get an amen on the supporting women-owned businesses as well as the huge pivot you made during the pandemic um, to further support businesses that were really getting crushed? And I don't know if you understood anything she just said about like SEO and Google and being able to be optimized and all of those things, but that's realistically one of the main things that drew me to Jess when I first met her is her brain works so much differently than mine. So anytime I have 
a technical question, a backend website question. She's really the first person I call because she is incredibly gifted at putting things together. I noticed that you said we and our platform, but I really have to call that out as you and yours because you have really taken charge on building your platform up until this recent pivot. You hired somebody out to create what you now have as the Amazon of women-owned businesses because it was a little bit too big for you to tackle on your own. But I kid you not, you guys, this woman's brain is incredible. But she probably didn't always think it was, and that's where I really wanna focus in on this conversation. Let's start from today and work our way backwards. Um, so you recently were diagnosed with something that's helped you kind of see a little bit more clearly as to why your brain works the way it works and why you show up in rooms the way you show up. Um, and I'm sure that's something you've struggled with for a while in kind of finding the why. Mm -hmm. So will you talk a little bit about what you recently discovered about yourself and the how you discovered it? Oh yeah, the how is fun. So uh, <laughs> uh, I am an avid TikToker. I love being on TikTok and consuming TikTok. And Amen. <laughs> and for anyone that knows TikTok, their algorithm is very good. It understands you. It understands what you like. And it understood me more than I knew myself, really. So I was on TikTok over the past couple of months, just kept getting these ADHD content and the, this autistic content all the time. So my family, um, most of us are adopted. And one of my brothers, he is autistic and he has ADHD and fetal alcohol syndrome. So he's got a, um, that's kind of my point of reference when it comes to being on the spectrum. And so I thought I was just getting content because I can sympathize. I understand that whole world a little bit. I'm just having that personal background. And then a content creator came on and she was talking about this assessment you can take. And she was talking about the questions that they give you. And I was just like, oh, these questions, I can relate to these. Like, this isn't how people normally answer these questions. And so I was like, I'm going to take this little assessment here. And so I took it. And so people who are on the spectrum are called neurodivergent. And so what neurodivergent people score over 65 on this assessment and I scored 119. So if you're, Oh, um, so, so just a little, little higher than 65, just a little higher. And so I was like, Oh, okay. This isn't like a, um, Oh, I just scored 66. Like not really me. I was like, okay, this is enough for me to be like, okay, let me take a look at this a little bit more, learn a little bit more. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge nerd. I will research the crap out of everything um, before I make a decision on how I'm going to move forward with something. So I consumed as much autism content as I could and really learned that especially women and millennial women were never diagnosed with ADHD or autism because how women display this is not the same as how men display it. So when you think of ADHD, the first thing that comes to mind is an unruly little boy that's disturbing the classroom. And that's really not always true for women especially on how we were brought up. So this, I could relate to this so much. I sought mm -hmm. out a, um, a psychologist who diagnoses uh, for spectrum. And within two hours, she could tell me that you are, yeah, definitely hundred percent diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD. I want to point out quickly that she didn't self-diagnose. 
yes, did she go down the rabbit hole and do some research, but it's important. TikTok is amazing, but don't self-diagnose based on content that comes across your Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever social media platform it is. Seek out a professional to help you fully diagnose the behaviors that you feel like you have. So thank you for explaining that. Um, it's yeah, pretty wild. I, just what... to tag on to that though. Yeah. Like, yes. Do not self-diagnose. That was really important to me because mm -hmm. I will probably get into all of my self-discoveries that I've had. But for me to talk on something, I need to one, be able to speak on it. So I can't tell people that I'm on the spectrum and not really know if I am even though I, it's a likely possibility. I just can't say I can speak to this if I don't actually know. So it was really important for me to not do a self-diagnosis on that and to actually seek out someone who can, who's a professional. How long did you wait? How long did you go down the rabbit hole on your own before um, seeking out a professional? Oh, probably a week. <laughs> I, I made the decision pretty quick for myself. You knew, yeah, you knew. I love the tidbit about men being more diagnosed and the information and data being more based around men because that's literally right up your alley. <laughs> so yeah, it was really wasn't that surprising. I was like, here's another topic that is more focused on men than it is on women. We see that pretty much everywhere in our day to day lives. We do. Um, my previous career, one that I'm still in, but working my way out of is fitness and literally every diet, fitness program, data that goes along with, with health and wellness is solely based on males. So women have a hard time doing much of anything within the dietitian, nutrition, mm -hmm. fitness world, because clearly we have very different makeups than, than mm -hmm. males do. So yeah. it don't really even get me everywhere. started on BMIs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a BMI. I think it's so don't get me started on a BMI. So you got this diagnosis. How did you feel? I kind of felt validated. I, I knew it in the back of my head. I was pretty sure that I had it. And then it was just kind of reaffirming because all last year during our mastermind, I kept telling everyone, my brain is just working differently than everyone else's. No one seems to understand how my brain works. So it's harder for me to keep moving forward in my business when no one un understands how I work. And it, it was on me as well. I couldn't understand how I worked either. So I was just looking for more tools that I could put in my toolbox to be able to move my business forward. Because if I can't keep growing personally, but I can't understand how to optimize myself, how am I going to optimize my business and really grow it? So when I found out the diagnosis, I really wasn't shocked and I was kind of relieved because now I have answers and now I have an explanation for why my brain works the way it does. And then me telling people, my brain just works differently. I have the science to back that up now. It is literally wired differently than most people's brains are. And so now I'm on this whole discovery path of like, okay, now I have the diagnosis because I just found this out last month. Now that I know this, how do I use these new tools and how do I actually learn how my brain works so that I can actually benefit myself and my company? So I even just want to take the word company out of that. So if you have a daughter that you feel like is struggling with something, especially in today's day and age, right? 
we have had social media for the last decade about and things like anxiety and depression and cyberbullying and all of this stuff has gone through the roof, which obviously affects our psyche. It affects the way we show up. It can present itself in a lot of different ways on how it comes to fruition. So if your daughter is struggling with something it might not hurt to get her checked out in order for you to have answers as well. So the the word company is interchangeable to if she's having a hard time in sports, if she's having a hard time with relationships, if she's having a hard time with school, maybe there's something behind that and maybe there isn't. But the more you know, the better you're able to do for yourself. So do you feel like in the last month you've been able to kind of scratch the surface on how to really optimize this diagnosis in order to really thrive in your business? I'm actually just in that discovery phase right now. So while I'm consuming some content that I'm finding on my own, I'm actually trying to schedule with a professional to kind of better seek that path rather than try to do it all on my own. My natural go-to is to figure it all out on my own, do all my own research and all of that but it would just be easier if I worked with a professional. So I'm actually in that discovery phase right now and trying to find an ongoing professional to work with. Ooh, that's cool. Have you had appointments with a few and they've not worked for you? Are you in that type of phase? Um, so the one that diagnosed me, she's actually extremely busy. So it's just really hard to get on her calendar. So now I'm like, should I seek somebody else and find someone else in kind of her network that I can work with? So just finding the time to actually find people who work with people on the spectrum. Right. Yeah. Oh, what an exciting new challenge. Um, I'm, I'm pumped that it was something that you found relief in because let's take it back to childhood for you or growing up. Um, you're mid thirties, I'm mid thirties. So there's been a lot of work that's been done in our lives to get us to a place where, you know, we've personally grown and developed ourselves, but Tell me how you were as a child um, and how that has shown up in your adult years, which maybe, you know, pushed these feelings aside as, well, this is just the way I am. Mm -hmm. So going way back into my childhood, I always grew up just kind of quiet and shy. I'm always told that I was a good kid and that's just how I performed because it just made my family's life easier if I was the good kid. Um, I lost my older brother when I was eight years old and he was nine. So we were best friends. I lost my best friend at eight. So when he passed away, it kind of broke my family. So I feel like when family families suffer a tragedy, they either come together or they kind of fall apart. For the most part, ours fell apart. And I felt like I had to be the rock that held everyone together. So I, from then on, just from the age of eight, I grew up and I was an adult at the age of eight in my mind taking care of my family and taking care of my siblings because I was now the oldest. So what just ended up being easier was just me following directions, me doing as I was told and just being the quiet kid in the background. Oh, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, at the time I didn't know it was an issue. Um, so yeah. I mean, you just kind of do what you do as a child but I, yeah, I just always grew up really, really shy and just no confidence really, which I didn't even know I didn't have confidence because I associated being an introvert with just being shy and really being an introvert doesn't have anything to do with your confidence. Confidence is something you can build while being an introvert as well. So I think that's really important lesson that Ooh, I only learned yes. like two years ago. I learned that. I was just going to ask, when do you feel like you understood what confidence was and what confidence meant to you? 
yeah, that was probably only two years ago. And I'm turning 37 this year. <laughs> right. Okay. So I want, I want to just stop really quick on something you said two seconds ago. Confidence is something that can be cultivated. It is a feeling that we can bring up in ourselves whenever we want to. And I think that's a barrier because a lot of people think that you're born with it or you're born without it, right? It's like, maybe it's Maybelline, you know, (laughs) maybe you're just born with it (laughs) and you're not. You are an introverted person. I can confidently say that because I know you. And that doesn't mean that you don't like to talk to people. That doesn't mean you don't like to be in social situations but you have a limit. And I think Mm -hmm. discovering confidence has probably been really integral in understanding just your personality, even outside of this new diagnosis, right? It's like picking up tools to put in your toolbox along the way. How has discovering confidence helped you just in life? It changed everything. I mean, I grew the confidence by really starting to understand myself and understand how I was working. I got really into the Enneagram. So I'm an Enneagram five, which is the most introverted on the Enneagram. Um, But understanding how that, yeah, I could even use that really grew my confidence because one of our, um, so you have strengths and you have opportunities with the Enneagram. Some of my strengths are being a visionary, being innovative and open-minded. And that's me to like a T. So just understanding like, oh, I am smart. Like I am like just accepting a lot of things about myself without feeling like I was gloating about myself. I was kind of suppressing a lot of that stuff that I knew deep down inside I was. So I knew I was nerdy. I knew I was smart. I just felt like nobody would understand me if I talked. So just kind of building that confidence and understanding how I work is what really grew that confidence. And then I knew how to talk about myself. And then I knew how to talk about my business. And I knew how to kind of better relationships because then I could set boundaries that I knew would work for me. And just, I mean, it's changed everything. There's this picture, y'all, of Jess walking into the 2020 mastermind compared to the picture of her walking into the 2021 mastermind. And the saying a picture is worth a thousand words is spot freaking on with this compare and contrast picture because you can tell like the picture of you in 2021 is oozing confidence and the picture of you in 2020 is it's not like it lacks confidence, but you weren't as confident of a person. And Mm -hmm. it's it's been incredible to see your growth in the last couple of years that I've I've known you and. I can confidently say that that really is the one huge thing that I've noticed is the gaining of confidence. So I love the way you described how it came about. And it was the willingness and ability to learn more about yourself, which I'm a big question asker. I ask so many questions about why I think the way I think, why I say the things I say to myself, why I perform the actions that I perform on a daily basis because so much of our lives is what we were taught growing up. You know, you you already said it. You were the quiet one. You were the good kid. It felt because you were both of those things, it made things easier for your family. So you didn't just stay the quiet kid. You then turned into the quiet teenager who probably turned into the quiet 20-year-old who maybe wanted to voice opinions here and there but were too shy to do so. And if we don't ask questions of ourselves, if we don't make these self-discoveries, 
we end up dying with those thoughts and ideas inside of us. I think one of the most profound quotes I've ever heard is, some of the best ideas are in the graveyard because people haven't learned how to use their voice. They haven't learned how to be confident in what they know to be true about themselves because it's scary. It can be really freaking confronting and really scary mm -hmm. to make those self-discoveries. And I just, I'm so proud that you started making them because you have been such a light for so many people. And this conversation to me is just that. I can't, even begin to tell you how many girls we've worked with who, you know, have been told something about themselves their entire life and they fit that mold and what mm -hmm. that does for them. A perfect example for both Jill and I, you guys talk too much. So we became the nuisances in class. Okay, chatty Cathy's, you talk too much, you talk too much, you talk too much. That was on every report card I ever got. And it's interesting to me that no one ever really like pulled me aside and said, hey, this could be great leadership skills one day. How do we mm -hmm. funnel your ability to talk into something where you could run a company one day? And I'm thankful for my ability to self-discover as well because look at what we're both doing for a living. It's, it's literally helping other women discover the best parts about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the exciting things is like when you start to show up who you truly are, your community comes out to support you. So when I posted that picture that you're talking about of old me and new me in 2020, 2021, I got so much support for showing up as an introvert, for showing people how to grow their confidence. And it was just, it just felt so great. And then I got to speak on stage at Powerhouse 2021 and all the messages I received from there, just letting people know that I used to be them. I used to lack that confidence and breaking that distinction of, being confident isn't tied directly to being an extrovert. You can be an introvert and you can be confident at the same time. So we don't have to be overly extrovert and push ourselves like that. We can be true to ourselves and still be confident. I mean, that's an incredible point. A lot of people perceive me as confident, but I don't know that I really honed in on what my confidence was until probably like five, six years ago, but I was loud and I was extroverted. So naturally, a lot of people are like, oh, you're confident. No, I wasn't. I had no idea who I was on the inside. And when you don't know who you are, when you don't know what you stand for, you can't have confidence because you're, you have no idea who you are. So I love what you said about like your community coming out. It's like the bat signal, right? You put it out there. You put out who you are and what you stand for. And really your people will find you. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, look at the community you've created. You just said you had over 700 listings, women owned businesses on this website. And there's not a conversation that I enter around Phoenix that your name doesn't come up. And I just think that's so special because you are such an advocate for change for putting women out there above their male counterparts. And that's not to say males aren't important. They are. However, women have gotten the short end of the stick. And what we're looking to do is really raise the next generation of female leaders. So you have such a hand in that. And it's awesome to hear that you've taken a different route, A, and it's not typical. It's not the way people tend to think about business. You're also doing that very different. You understand how your brain is working. You're getting an understanding of it more. And I love your perspective on how you want it to go. You want to build it and you don't want to run it. Will you talk a little bit more about that? 
Uh, that took a lot of discovery as well. And we learned that from our mastermind last year is have your exit in mind. How do you want your company, when you're essentially done working in your company, where do you want it to go? And so I, knowing how I work, I need safety. I am not one of those people that can just leave my job without that paycheck and just dive all in on my business. I can do my full-time job and run a full-time company at the same time somehow, and I make it work. But what I decided was that I want to do something called an aqua hire, which is being, I want to sell my company to someone that I know can really grow it. So I had this content creator on TikTok. I'll reference TikTok all day long. <laughs> Love it so much because I learned so much from it. But there is an autistic person. They were explaining how our brains work. So they essentially said, imagine that you're a chef and you're going to cook a sirloin steak for tonight and you know how to cook it and you know how to cook it really good. So you know what the ingredients you need and you know how to do it and you can do it, but it's the middle part of going to the store and getting the ingredients that you cannot do. And that explains me to a T. Like that whole middle part of scaling my company and being in it for that long is really, really, it's such a big struggle for me. It's so hard. And so I'm in this position right now where I was able to get our first stage of our company going with our directory. I was able to then create this whole new portion of it that has a marketplace to it where you can buy from it. And that part I loved. And now I'm in this part where I'm ready to scale it to a huge company. But there's just something that it's all in my head. So I, there's a million things going on in there and I can't organize it to the point where normal people can essentially. So it should be something that's super simple to do that I just physically cannot do. And so I'm stuck in this place right now that's really frustrating for me until I learned about this diagnosis and saw that one like TikTok and was like, this makes so much sense. So there's a whole, just knowing where you are as a the CEO and founder of your company and like how I want this lady change makers to become a big company. And so I know that I'm probably not that one person that can do it. And I need to bring other people on to help me get there who I know can take it to the next level. And this ladies and gentlemen is precisely why girls mentorship exists. Again, whether it's a company you're building, whether it's school, whether it's the next big chapter of your life, things don't need to be done by yourself. There is a community of people that want to help you do the big things that you're doing in your life or help equip you to be able to do them, but you never have to do anything alone, which is interesting because we think as parents that we should be able to raise our kids without needing any help. But typically things were done in communities, you know, at whenever the earth started like communities helped raise it was it was it was the responsibility of everyone in a tribe to help raise kids it was the responsibility of a community to make sure everyone was being fed so fast forward to now 2022 we're talking about things like scaling million and billion dollar businesses and it's like you're right that's hard and you shouldn't be thinking that you need to do that all by yourself. And I think it's so cool that the more you start to peel back the layers of this onion, the more you're discovering what you want to give up, what you're okay doling out to somebody else without needing like the recognition or feeling like somebody's coming in and stealing your thunder. Because at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. What I mean, the mission and vision for Lady Changemakers isn't so Jessica Bargainquas gets all the spotlight, right? 
Mm -hmm. Yep. This was all built for women-owned businesses to be seen and heard when I first created it. So before I knew myself, before I went through the whole confidence thing, I wanted to create a company where I could just hide behind it because that's what I'm used to doing is hiding and not being seen. And then starting a company and joining Lindsay's Mastermind, first thing says, you have to be the face of your company. You have to be able to speak about your company. They have to see your face. So being thrown into doing that really kind of helped me on that journey to finding myself a little bit more because I knew I had to start showing up for others um, so I could also like show up for myself as well. That's an incredible 180. So are you saying that you really didn't get on camera prior to Lindsay saying that to you? Um, I had joined a, um, I found a free, you know, Girl Squad Inc. They're a photography yes. company. Um, so I had joined, she did a little group, kind of a, a challenge. It was like a little mini challenge that I think we did for a month or something. And so I got accepted into this challenge she was doing and she forced me to go on my camera. So that was the first time I had to do it, but really learned how you can use it as a tool to promote your business. Uh, through Lindsay's mastermind. And y'all, this girl is out here pumping out content with her face all over it. So I know there there's so many people who have the opinion that they just are the way they are and there's no changing them. But I hope this episode serves as just such a beautiful reminder that regardless of where you are, there is more for you, but you have to take the action in order to find out who that person is, right? We're never stuck. Did you ever feel stuck or did you always know that there was more for you to discover about yourself and that could be very freeing? Uh, yeah, I think I was just stuck and didn't know I was stuck for a really long time. I go back to thinking of like things that people have told me when I was growing up and it's interesting to kind of dive deep into where something came from. So I remember mm -hmm. in high school, I had a crush on a boy and my friend asked the boy like, oh, what do you think of Jessica? And he said, oh, she's like an eight out of 10. She's average. So like I had this mentality of I am just average looks, personality, everything about me is just average. Like I'm, I'm okay. And so I, that's how I kind of led my life. My early adult life was just being that average girl. Um, and then growing up being told I'm shy um, and just like silly things. I didn't even think I could wear a, a baseball cap. Because a girl in my elementary school told me I look like a duck-billed dinosaur. So I had never worn baseball caps because of something so silly that I look back on. And I got that Naked Rebellion baseball cap. And I get so many compliments every time I wear it. And But the, I still get that little sentence in the back of my mind. Oh, you look like a duck-billed dinosaur. I'm like, who? nobody looks like a duck-billed dinosaur. <laughs> Isn't it, I mean, it seems silly, but it affects and plagues so many of us. It's one comment. It's something mm -hmm. somebody said they, that they don't even know they said. And that comes from parents. That comes from aunts, uncles, friends, people that we'll never think about again unless mm -hmm. we're thinking about the one thing they said, which I'd like to point out. If that guy said you were an 8 out of 10 and equated that to being average, he needs um, – I hope he's better at math nowadays because <laughs> – I mean, yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, average would be like a five out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, that's a 50% and that's failing. That's a failing grade. <laughs> Your brain works differently than my brain. You are <laughs> right about that. Um, no, I, I feel that so many people put you in a box by, by uh, projecting their opinions of what they think you are onto you and you, you wear those things until you learn to take them off. And it's, mm -hmm. 
just said, you didn't know what you didn't know. And so many people are walking around with blinders on because, I mean, let's face it, we live 90% of our day on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So if you don't even know that the thing is there and the thing needs to be fixed, of course you're going to continue just to do the thing. Something has to happen in your life for you to be able to actually look and peel back the layers of that onion that we were just talking about in order for you to break the habit. And mm -hmm. habit breaking, that's a whole other episode, is incredibly difficult to do. Oh, we're yeah. just, we're wired to do things in the most efficient way as possible. So it's like you operated your whole life thinking you couldn't wear a baseball cap. Why would you step outside your comfort zone and try something that was really scary? wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even in my, even with this late diagnosis that I got to me, everything started clicking and I was like, oh yes, this all makes sense. Like I'm okay with this diagnosis because it helps me better understand myself, but telling other people that have known me my entire life about this diagnosis, the first thing they say is no, no, you don't, you're not on the spectrum. Right. And <laughs> I was just like, I'm not looking for, I, I think every there's just, it's tied to the stigma that it's right. bad and it's not bad. It's just how we're wired. There's nothing wrong with us. Um, even, and then the other comment I always get is, oh, okay, you're high functioning then. Yes, but it doesn't make me better than someone who's not high functioning. And right. we're still, we're just wired different. And there's, that's special in itself. And so I always thought I was average. I always wanted something special about me. Turns out I had something special about me the entire time and I didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a mic drop of all mic drops, I don't know what is, right? There's something special about every single one of us, regardless of what you've been told by people along the way. And unfortunately, what Jill and I know to be true is those things that people tell you are usually from your family. And mm -hmm. They don't know what they don't know. They're only operating based on how they were raised and the things that they know to be true. So it's like, whatever, you're fine. You're not on the spectrum. Almost yeah. just totally dismaying what you had to say and, and making that diagnosis unimportant because it wasn't important to them, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have to tell our girls so often that that literally says nothing about who they are. It says everything about the person that's saying that to you. And I think that's a really important reminder. Um, just to kind of tie a bow on this episode, you could be beautiful, unique, and different, but you have to actually make those self-discoveries. Keep asking yourself questions. Keep learning more and more about yourself because that's the only way that you're going to become the best and most well-known version of yourself to yourself. So thank you for just being so open and honest about what's happened to you, for you more rather, so that other people can walk the path you're starting to forge for them. Yeah. And that was so beautifully said, Mary. I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I am, an, I always tell people I'm an open book. You just have to ask me the question because I'm not going to give you the information unless you ask me. So you can always reach out to me. I am happy to talk about it and my experience and where I got my confidence, how I learned about myself. I, I love talking about all that stuff. And I think that's the biggest lesson. Ask the questions, right? Um, right. We'll, we'll link all your social handles um, in our show notes. You guys can find her on Instagram, TikTok, apparently. Um, she runs Pinterest, it feels like. So, <laughs> so much valuable information about 
not only women-owned businesses, but women in history who have also forged a path for the rest of us to follow. Um, she's one of my most fun follows on Instagram. I just love seeing the information she pops out there. So I know y'all will too learn a little bit more about women in history. So Jess, thank you so much for joining me today. We just missed Jill, but she'll have to catch it on the flip side. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you so much. I'm happy to join again too, if you ever need me back, because this was fun. <laughs> Oh, round two. Count me in. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.